0: to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Donner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic Today, I have the absolute pleasure to have another amazing guest on that appeared on the movie, The Secret, Bob Doyle. I can remember The Secret back when Paige was first born in 2006. I read that book and I thought, finally, something that explains what I had been studying through many teachers like Abraham Hicks and just so many books and classes and seminars I had attended The law of attraction really resonated in my soul. I started to practice it after I went to that seminar that I mentioned in my first episode back in 2000 that that was called PSI. I began to see how it was working. And the funny thing about it, it's always working, just like gravity. (laughs) The question is, are you present and aware of the thoughts you are thinking, the words that you are saying and the vibration or energy you are expressing each day? Once I figured out what I had been missing, my life began to transform. Today, I am so excited to have Bob Doyle on the show. He discovered the law of attraction around the same time I did, before The Secret came out. He is a name that will come up if you Google law of attraction expert. I know you are going to love his story and all of his words of wisdom. This episode will be full of so many nuggets. You will definitely want to take notes and share this episode with a friend. A little bit about Bob before we get started. Bob Doyle is best known for his contribution to the film and book, The Secret as a Law of Attraction expert. He has been teaching programs, live events, podcasts, live streams, coaching, writing, and even virtual reality since 1998. He is driven by his passion for creative self-expression and his work is heavily focused on helping people decide who they want to be And how they want to express themselves. In addition to his Law of Attraction work, Bob has also been a voiceover artist since 1985 and the host of the Bob Doyle Show. Bob has done so much in the past 20 years as a teacher of the Law of Attraction. Let me get this interview started. You're going to love it. I am so excited. So, without further ado, please welcome Bob Doyle to the show. Welcome, Bob Doyle, to the show
1: thanks it's my pleasure to be here
0: I love your voice like I said but <laughs> I just appreciate you this is a total treat and I was like we were just talking I said I you know love doing my research and learning about you and learning some commonalities in our life and almost kind of the same age range and you know learning about this law of attraction phenomenon or whatever people call it before the secret we people realized, Oh, this is what, you know, this is how to do it. Or, you know, the, that was like baby stepping into it. But I, as soon as I saw the movie and read the book, I went, Oh, finally, I'm, this is what I've been doing. And this is where the magic or the, you know, this is what I have seen transform my life. Mm-hmm. So I go deep into it. And just like you did, but to bring people to understand like where you learned that around like 1998, is that the year that you mm-hmm. think?
1: that was when I first started really exploring that whole, let's look at the metaphysical world for some answers. Because I was kind of, you know, I was in a career that I wasn't enjoying and I had tried various, you know, entrepreneurial endeavors and they just weren't working and they should have worked. Like in my mind, they should have worked. So I was thinking, well, what's, there's got to be something else going on that I can't see. And that's what started my sort of metaphysical path. So yes, around 1998, I started like reading about visualization more and meditation and the whole idea that we could actually even create our reality. So I started really digging. Now I had, there's a whole backstory way before any of that, that I had sort of had some downloads in the early nineties around like everything is energy and all of that. And I spent a lot of time thinking about it, but I didn't really know what to do with it. So it was really about 10 years later when the things i started researching and reading about were okay well then this is kind of what we're they're talking about and they they can explain it a little bit more so but yes that's when that's what around that time is when i started looking
0: but so you just said oh one day i'm going to go to the bookstore and find a book on what, what, what's going on why am i not creating this life that i think i could be something's missing
1: Honestly, I, it's so long ago. I, I don't remember what drove it, but I can tell you that the first book that made the biggest impact was a Wayne Dyer manifestation meditation. It was the audio book of it. And that's when I really started getting into more of a practice of meditation and realizing that, you know, visualization could somehow lead to manifestation. It would, it would be several more years before all the dots connected for me, but that was the beginning of the journey.
0: Yeah. And then you wrote a book. So well, that this was is all much before. Later. And this no, is before that, the secret.
1: Yeah, how, how
0: did Rhonda Byrne find you? That's interesting. Okay, so
1: so when I had my aha moments around the law of attraction, which didn't ha- happen until like around 2002, late 2002, and I was, you know, I'd done enough research and had some, you know, gotten some information around quantum physics and the power of our, the real power of our thoughts and like what it was doing on this sort of invisible level, and that's really what. Gave me a whole series of aha moments, which led to the creation of my very first program, which was called Wealth Beyond Reason, and that was out by the end of two thousand two. And when Rhonda Byrne started her search in two thousand four or whatever it was when she was started, you know, looking for teachers who were teaching this, she found me. So Mm -hmm. that's how I initially got connected with her. She just was looking for information, just like I was several years before. And she found you know that program, and I think it was because it was a pretty vast program. And it dealt from in a real practical, scientific level. It wasn't very woo-woo. Right. You know, and so I think she just wanted, she wanted a variety of voices, you know, talking about this topic in the film. And that was just a, a nice grounded topic.
0: Was that or, like the beginning of your, did that take your career to the next level, being on that show or on would, a movie?
1: I would definitely say it took it to another level. But I, you know, honestly... What I was able to do on my own before The Secret came around, just by learning and implementing the law of attraction principles, I was able to get out of all my debt and, you know, I was living the dream. I mean, I had a business at home and I was doing well. The Secret came out and yes, obviously, I got in front of millions of new people. And at that time, The Secret website was featuring products from each of the teachers. And so we all made a lot of money. Because everybody was searching, you know, for these and everybody, everything was like $97, very affordable, but there were so many people that it yes, it absolutely shot up my business, but that did not come without, you know, some challenges, you know, personal challenges for me. It was, it was a big leap. And then I also started to think that now that I was in front of so many people that I had to kind of be, there was a certain expectation of me to be mm-hmm. a certain way, right because I was in this film with Jack Canfield and Bob Proctor and all these people who had been in the industry forever. And I'd been in like three years, right? you know, and nobody knew who I was. So I had this idea that, well, I guess I'd need to be more like them or be more professional or be more something, but I'm a silly guy. I mean, if you watch anything else that isn't related to this of me out there, you'll see that I'm basically a goofball because my career path from a very early age was broadcasting because I just really wanted to be silly. Now I got sidetracked into this career, if you will, it turned into that after the secret, you know, by love and my passion and who I really am, while this is a huge part of it, obviously I've been doing it 20 years, you know, that other part of my creative self-expression has to come out. So, so that's still out there. But for those first couple of years after the secret, I didn't know what to do with that, you know, Mm -hmm. because I thought that, well, if I do, if I do my silly stuff, then I'm going to lose all my credibility and people won't think, you know, won't take me seriously. And, you know, it's just a real identity thing.
0: Huh. So, when you started with Wealth Beyond Reason, so your main thing was teaching people about abundance and wealth, and that because you learned that through that was like your first aha moment where you because yeah. you went from lack to learning, oh, I can create, I can create abundance, I can create wealth.
1: Yeah, I think that was probably the main driving factor. I mean, the program was called Wealth Beyond Reason, but we very early said wealth is way more than money. I mean, we did address that. But, it, you know, it got a lot of eyes because who doesn't want more money? So that was definitely. And again, this was so far before The Secret. And when so many other people started coming out with their programs after The Secret, because they saw this market for law of attraction stuff, and it just got flooded with really mediocre, incomplete stuff. Right. And so the whole concept sort of got diluted and people would try all these programs. And just, you know, a lot of people decided it was a scam because they tried all these, you know, half-baked programs that experts were putting out you know, with no background in law of attraction and stuff, maybe they were a coach or they had whatever, or they just said, Oh, I get it. And they packaged it up nicely and did it. So that, that also changed a lot of how I did my job, if you will, because now there were, there was backlash. There was negativity. When the secret first came out, it was all hooray, hooray. This is the greatest thing ever, you know? And then when it got out more and more to people who weren't already into the personal development conversation, you know, then the skeptical conversations came up and people would buy these programs and not get results. And there were so many misconceptions that it just became, you know, burdensome. And even to this day, you know, it is still because the law of attraction is a conversation around vibration and energy and all this sort of invisible stuff. Mm -hmm. There's a whole segment of the population that just isn't going to get on board. They're just not wired for it. It's just too out there. And these are people who could really benefit from knowing that they can create their lives by design. But, and that's been sort of this thing I've been dealing with for, you know, most of my career until a couple of years ago, when I decided to shift my attention from focusing on law of attraction, vibration, energy, that kind of stuff, and trying to get people to understand that and do all these processes that would get them into alignment. I just shifted to right where transformation actually happens, which is your brain. Yes, And when your experience of life is determined by the wiring of your brain and the meaning you give every moment. So let's just go right to the brain. And because we know we can change it, it's the science of neuroplasticity. Let's just do what we have to do to change it so that we become the person who will get naturally get slash attract the results that you want to get. So instead of trying to move energy and just create magical miracles out there, you start with right in here, who do you want to be? You do what you need to do to rewire, and that's what my work is all about, and that's mm-hmm. what, you know how I work with people is to get them to learn to do that, so that they can truly sculpt who they want to be for the rest of their lives,
0: right. you yes. know, and
1: starting right now with something that inspires them, something that they can equate a vision of prosperity or abundance or love or whatever it is you know, that they're trying to create, but it's just a different approach. It bypasses all the woo woo and mystery and like, do I get it right? It's just like, no, let's just feed your brain new information and I will help you do that.
0: Right. And I think that's more palpable for people that are the ones that are always going to be the skeptics. And, you know, if, if there's something scientific or there's something that you can explain, like it's in, like, this is really in you. This is a science proven fact. Yeah. then they're like, oh, well, maybe, you know, and then it kind of opens a little bit more doors, don't you think?
1: Uh, well, look, absolutely. It's always been my position that the law of attraction is a fact. It's just a lot yes. harder to freaking prove it. You know, it's like, it's because there's so much going on with that. Your thoughts affect your experience. of. So it's very difficult, but neuroplasticity, I, this is a no brain, haha. It's just, look, it's Everywhere. It's proven science. Your brain changes. You can prove it to yourself every day because you're capable of learning new things. So, where's that information going? It's going in these neural pathways that grow. So, we know we can change our brain. So, let's just do it intentionally. And this is the stuff you're going to run up against when you do it. And it's normal. And it's not because you're broken or you're wrong or the universe doesn't want it for you. It's just you're wired this way. We're going to change that wiring. And when you go to change your wiring, all the old wiring is going to say, What are you doing? Right. That's not who you are. So that's the ego, when,
0: right. The ego is going to come in
1: in the form of this wiring. And this is what stops 93% of most people they, because their wiring makes it very logical for them to quit because mm-hmm. they don't have any evidence that in, this new idea is true, but they have plenty of evidence about their limitation. So unless they are truly inspired to have this new life and be this new person, that old wiring will almost always win out. Because people will go to a seminar or they'll read a book or they'll do a program and they'll get excited. And what happens in your brain is that it starts creating these neurotransmitters and you feel like, oh, I feel I can do this. I'm going to totally do this. But when the old wiring, which is in place, gets triggered, if if you don't stay conscious that you are being triggered so that you can put your attention immediately back on the other feeling, because those neurotransmitters, they're not permanent. You keep doing that and then... Over time, they will turn into neural pathways, which are more permanent. And then you don't have to keep, you know, then it's just who you are. And as the more you put attention over there, the old ones die away. So that's the goal is to constantly just grow these new pathways and stop giving so much freaking attention to the old ones. And people get stuck on that when they learn law of attraction and release techniques and about energy and stuck energy. And they go, oh, that's my problem. I've got this. I'm stuck here because of this. And they focus all their attention on getting rid of their shit instead of just focusing on what they truly want.
0: Right. And don't you think passion good. comes into that? Because I feel like if you can get someone to really dig deep into them and, you know, if they're still questioning and get them to find something they're passionate about, then maybe that little, those beliefs kind of make, might go away a little bit easier. Or do you, what do yes, you think?
1: They, they have to find some inspiration and that's generally going to be driven by their passion. And so many people are kind of disconnected from their sense of passion. So that is also a part You know, my work is like, let's get you connected because they've really got what they what's really true is they have a conversation that they are disconnected from their passion. And so their wiring is that they this is who they are, that they don't know what they're passionate about. And we just have to change that wiring just like everything else. What if you knew what you were passionate about? And then, you know, just like help them tap into their inspiration, but people are, you know, just like they're figuring, trying to figure out who am I supposed to be? And what is my passion? Like there's this one thing that they've got to get right. And they don't understand that they get to choose that, right? It's not something that, that they have to figure out. And people spend decades trying to figure out who they are rather than just deciding who they want to be and be it right. until, and then they're wiring, their brain will catch up. It's just how we learned everything walking, talking, we make mistakes, we get feedback, all of this. And then over time, the pathways grow. And then it's just a natural way of who we are. There's no difference between how we learn to walk and how we learn to be an amazing person, the person we want to be. It's still brain stuff.
0: So when you're teaching now, since you've kind of redirected your focus on the brain rewiring, you're more group coaching, right? You like that better than one-on-one, right?
1: I will do both. I mean, but it's just one-on-one is a whole different level of but it's the same idea in group coaching the way that I do it now. It's a daily thing. It's a daily commitment because this whole I'll meet you once a week or I'll meet you this or whatever, that's the problem because people are are focusing on their who they're going to be in their transformation, like in these time periods during the week instead of all the time. Right. Because otherwise, they're just again, now they're on autopilot, just reinforcing old wiring and all of that. They're not going to change that way. So, yes, I love also I love the group environment because and the way that I do it is people are cycling through this program at different times. So there are people who are ahead of other people who can help and say, oh, I was there two weeks ago. I understand this or whatever. And then they, you know, they benefit. So I'm not the only one providing the value. So I think that that's really cool too. Yeah, but then you've got all the the support and the accountability when you got people rooting for you. It's a whole different deal. And and I think that there's an idea that transformation should be this personal alone thing and maybe in some cases, in some areas, sure. But for the most part, getting a support system is critical because most people don't have the support system they currently need to bring them up to the next level. Totally, They have what they've got because this is the level they're playing at. They're not, these other people aren't playing at the level you want to go to. So don't expect them to be your support system. And a lot of people do. And when the family isn't on board or the best friend goes, what are you doing? They go, oh, I guess I shouldn't do this. Right because they aren't ready to grow. And this is so, so huge. It stops so many people. I mean, there are all these different types of, I call them personality or transformation personality types. The people who approach personal transformation, but they have this thing, like they get stopped by other people or they try a million different programs. But if if a person knows their type Mm -hmm. they're aware of what their type is, then they can say, okay, then they can recognize their wiring when it kicks in. And in that moment, they have a choice. It's not always easy, but at least they know, okay, yes, this is just a pattern. This is not the truth. This is just wiring. Now, how am I going to choose to respond? Am I going to choose now to choose uh, to create new pathways? Or am I going to just go back on autopilot and get into the upset? Because it seems so true. It Mm -hmm. seems, I seem so validated right now, but that's just because this is what's running. Right. So But
0: I totally, I believe your tribe, your vibe, I always told my girls, your vibe attracts your tribe. And I've taught them the law of attraction their whole life. And, you know, they kind of have that like, oh, you know, sometimes struggle. And I explain like you're living here which is, it's not, nothing's wrong with either way, but that sometimes it's hard for the people that are in this lower area, which they're perfect. It's harder for them to come up. It's easier for you to come down. That's really the only way, unless you, they're inspired by you and you've created some, you know, momentum in them and they've excited, but, you know, to teach children that, which is what I'm so passionate about is to, at an early age, understand that, you know, the people that you always want to, I always say, find somebody that's so good at what you do and find them and go do what they do. And then watch who comes to you. Like, it's almost like a magnet and bring that to your life. And that's, you know, you find the, I forget the saying of it, but you know, you like whatever you save so much time going to the expert and looking oh, yeah. if, and nothing's wrong with that. And to learn from them. And then all the people that, are there. It's like, Oh, they all support you. I love my tribe now that I have, that I've been in all these masterminds and you are like, you know, like attracts, like that's what talk about that. Cause I was listening to that this morning when you're talking about like attracts, like
1: I'd be curious as to what you were listening to, because I hardly ever say that.
0: Yeah, because you don't like that. That's what I yeah. mean.
1: I'm not a fan of it because the people who are kind of, you know, the skeptical, the more analytical thinkers can look out in the world and see all sorts of examples of completely the opposite. What about opposites attract? And, you know, and I would use the chair example. It's a silly example, but I mean, the two chairs that are built exactly the same, they're not slamming into each other. So there's nothing about like attracts like. It was about if the energies resonate. Then they attract it. If they don't, then they repel. And what causes the resonance is very complex, you know, and it's not just because they're shaped the same or whatever. So, anyway, that's, but that is the exact point that I'm saying. I gotta stop trying to get people to understand this because who cares? It doesn't matter. And I literally, I spent years thinking it matters. Like this is important. People need to understand all the ins and outs. They need to understand how and why the law of attraction works. And I realized, no, they don't. And in fact, slowing them down, all they need to know is their brain can change because when they change who they're being and literally like truly doing it, thinking, acting, speaking as if, they are, then the world will, of course, respond differently to them because they're being different. They're putting out other things for the world to respond to. So they're going to get different results. And in all of that, the law of attraction is just working automatically without you obsessing on a vision board or your list or how many minutes a day you do, whatever, because you're just being and you're putting out this natural vibration that says, this is who I am and this is what my life is. You're not obsessed over it. It just is who you are. And that's what I'm saying. You know, it's. I think it's fine to know all that stuff. And it was helpful for me. I wouldn't be sitting here if I didn't have the aha moments around the science of it that I kept trying to teach people to get. But I realized that the average person isn't like, doesn't have that kind of brain. They just want their results. You know, and it's like trying to understand all the ins and outs, and trying to get they get all bent out of shape. Am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? Or they go, "Oh, results are slow. I should know this." I and they beat themselves up, and it's just like, it "All goes right, back, stop."
0: Yeah, it goes reverse. Yeah, right?
1: and this is all the this is you know the personal development industry. I think is kind of behind this because they set these kind of expectations for people and and make these kind of promises to sell their program without. But the bottom line is everybody's wired different. There's no way to know how long it's going to take for somebody to have a permanent transformation in their brain because rewiring has to happen. And you don't know what kind of mess is in there. And so when you set somebody's expectations up, oh, you'll get this in no time. I can say, oh, I can say anecdotal things about like how quickly people came in and got results, but I don't know how long it's going to take for you. But I do know that if you send your brain new information on a regular basis, it will change and so will you and then your life. Yes. It's just science. It's not right. anything you need to believe. It's just there on paper everywhere.
0: So like now, act the, as if. Act as if like is that how you tell I people? say
1: yes, but I say be as if.
0: Be, be as if. if.
1: Be as if because okay. you really it's because you're going to you can get instant results if you just start being one of the first steps I tell people is to assess the gap. Like imagine this person that you want to be and getting the results they're getting. Like, look at your life and look at where you get upset and stopped. And how would you like to be different? There's a process I go through. So you define that person and you define the gap. What do they do? What do they think? What do they say? What action do they take that I am not currently taking, but I absolutely could. There's nothing really stopping me. I may have had a conversation that if I have this money or if I lose this weight or if I have this relationship, then I can be this. But the reality is I could be it right now. So do that because the sooner you start, yeah, it's going to feel uncomfortable. Your wiring is going to scream at you. You're going to feel like a fake. You're going to feel like a fraud. You're going to feel like you're lying, blah, blah, totally natural we are taking on intentional transformation. We're not doing it. We're not easing along in autopilot. So it's all comfortable. We're going right for it. So we're taking on the commitment saying, I'm willing to go through the discomfort because I know it's natural. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong. And it certainly doesn't mean I'm not going to get there. It means that I'm actually creating growth in my brain. So hooray for the discomfort because I'm making change. And, And then you just do this, these various little processes that we share Every single day, it seems repetitive at first. You're going to scream, oh, I'm so sick of this. And then you're going to reach the point where you start, it, it, gets not, it doesn't feel like an assignment, it's who you're being. And you are now habituated into thinking the best possible outcome in a situation, catching yourself when you get into upset and realizing when you're in auto response mode and having the choice to make a different choice. And that is the beginning of the permanent change is actually acting, being as if not because the acting, the only reason it's, I guess it's semantics to a degree, but the Mm -hmm. acting almost feels like you're fake. Right. But being is, this is, I I just am starting today because I say so. I don't need anybody's permission to be something different than I was yesterday. Just me.
0: Right. When you talk about wealth and how you changed your whole brain from going Mm -hmm. from that scarcity mindset to abundance mindset. And a lot of people have that. I mean, I see that so many times, but how do you get somebody that comes in and like, Oh, I'll never have enough money. And they have all these self-limiting beliefs and all these, you know, the Mm self-talk, but you get them to start acting like they're abundant.
1: They're focused on the wrong thing. Here's the thing. They're focused on the wrong thing. And there's like, and they'll say, well, how do I know what abundance feels like if I've never had it or whatever? And I'm like, stop thinking about that. Think about who you want to be before you know what you want to have, how much money, the kind of car, the before you know any of, before you decide any of that, who are you? Like, let's get clear on who you want to be in the world. How do you want to feel on a regular basis? Do you want to be upbeat, happy? Do you want to be less stressed? Do you want to be confident in various situations? You know, like get clear on that because when you can get clear on that, then you'll know what you want in your life because so many people start making their list from this lack mentality and all of their wishes and desires are infused with this idea of lack. I don't right. have this. I don't have this. I don't have this. And they don't understand what they're doing to themselves energetically and wiring wise. They think they're doing the, the exercise, right? But their mental is actually reinforcing old wiring. So again, yes. it's like, stop with that and just focus on what's important.
0: Right. And talk about resistance. Cause that's what word is coming to me right now how people resist You know, it's like what you resist persists, Mm -hmm. you know, all that. What's your take on that?
1: Again, I've been for years. It was like, you know, if you're resisting something, you're actually putting all this energy into it. And so you're from a vibrational point of view, you're actually attracting it because you're in the vibration of the upset around it. You're in your mind. If you're resisting something, you're experiencing it as if it is happening in the moment. So from a law of attraction point of view, you're attracting more. Now let's put that aside. Resistance is just that wiring again. You're up against the limits of your wiring, you know, and you should be grateful. If you can switch from being oh, frustrated about my resistance to being grateful because now you've identified where your wiring stops and you get to go, okay. So I'm very clear that this is how I start to feel when I reach this point. How would I like to feel instead? How would I like to feel instead? If, if I'm feeling resistance right now, what would it feel like to not have resistance? Who do I need to be to not have resistance around this? You know, and look, I I love the release techniques and I teach them all the time and I infuse them with everything I do, like EFT and there's others, Sedona Method and an amazing one called PS Tech. So I I ask people to definitely use these. Just don't get dependent on, you know, you you need this tool, you need that tool. You can define that you are a person who just has got this. What does that look and feel like? You know, it's, but look, I'm saying that it is way easier said than done. And I acknowledge that. Because you can hear what I'm saying right now and it can all make sense and you can get excited and say, okay, yes, I'm going to do this. But if you don't have the right support system, your old wiring will almost always pull you back into your old habits and you'll rationalize it and you'll say you'll get back to it and you'll say all of those things. Mm -hmm. And this may sound familiar to a lot of people because it's, but it's just, it's not because you're broken and there's nothing wrong with you. It's not that you have this bad willpower. It's just, you didn't feed the commitment enough you didn't feed the activity enough on a regular basis so that it became this natural process, but you can with the right support system.
0: Right. And the, you know, just acknowledging and being aware having an awareness of the things that trigger you to have the resistance and to have that go and be excited. Like, Oh my gosh, I just realized I did that. I always t- tell my people, you know, that's amazing. Like you realize that you're doing that. Okay. Now you can change it. Just like the thoughts that you think or the words you speak. all that stuff is the same. And it's like, once you realize and you catch it, because it is so hard for me to say anything that, I mean, I'm, it's just not in, it's like a muscle, you know, we build these muscles, like it was the last 20, 30 years of my life. Like, it's so hard to say anything that's going to be contradicting of what I want my life to be. But to have that in other people, you know, it's like that aren't used to that, but see the light bulb a little bit go off
1: I think what I want to say to those people is that like what you're saying right now is that like, it's like a muscle and it will get easier and I'm saying it, but if a person hasn't experienced that, it all sounds like theory and it doesn't feel like it's going to work for them in many cases. But if you can just understand that this isn't some woo-woo speculative positive thinking thing, it's just how your brain works. You will, when you repeat something over and over, you get better at it, even limiting thoughts. So if you keep repeating all your stories about how this and that isn't going to happen for you and here's why, you get better and better at that and that reality shows up even stronger and stronger. I'm telling you people are so freaking married to their stories. Right. And they keep telling them in order to just explain to people what their situation is, but they don't understand again, they are just they're they making that reality permanent for themselves. They must be willing to let go of all the old stories, all the, you know, listen to, here's why you should believe me or feel sorry for me. Here's my thing. That's not who you want to be in the world. Hopefully you don't want to be somebody who needs validation from a bunch of people to feel empowered, who need to be on, on, on board with your story or agree with how bad you don't want any of that. Mm -hmm. Ideally. You want to be an empowered person who's just out there putting out your value exactly how you want to give it to the tribe that is exactly right for you because you're being completely authentic. You're not changing who you're trying to be to impress somebody else or to make anybody else comfortable. You're just boldly being that person you've envisioned. Everything's going to change around you, and it isn't freaking magic. It's just logic.
0: Right. I know. I see. I call my podcast, uncover your magic. And then I know it's not magic, but I always tell, you know, just look for the match. Like it's magic in that way. Like we all have it. It's all here. Everyone, no one's different. And it's just to feel like the brain thing. I always studied Joe Dispenza. I'm sure Mm you love him too. And, you know, he really opened my eyes to all that and, Oh, I just love it. And I thought, gosh, if you can tell your brain, you know, you can, you know, I always say Abraham Hicks, you can, you know, create a castle or a button, right? Like yeah. you, whatever you can have anything. But when you talk about people that are like struggling and resisting and all these things, do you teach them the other things you used to teach to bring them there? Like the vibration and all the, the like a morning ritual, do you get them to get oh, on board there? Or are you just strictly well, on your brain rewiring?
1: Well, But the brain rewiring does involve a morning ritual, a morning and evening ritual, an audio thing that they do. It's just sort of an exercise they do to sort of look into their day and forecast when things might go awry and how do they want to be before that would happen. And then at the end of the day, it's sort of a reflection back and say, okay, well, I didn't really step up the way I wanted to. How would I have liked to have been? And then they rehearse and rehearse. But I'm not going to try and if I think it will help somebody to go back and explain all that stuff, then sure, I'll do it. But I I think it's way more direct to just say, hey, look, you know, just again, just talk them through the logic of how they learned anything, any belief, any skill, anything. It's just wiring. Does it make sense that given the input that you've been given your entire life and the experiences that you've had, that you would have this wiring? Does it make sense? And can you acknowledge that other people do not have this wiring so that it's so that you, you actually can create other wiring? And if you get enough yeses with that, then they then they can understand. You don't have to go back and try and get them to you know, to understand vibration and all that other stuff. I just think the more grounded we keep it,
0: mm-hmm. the better. More simple. Yeah. Yeah. The, what about belief? I remember thinking for you, like you don't really, because I always say you got to believe it, then you'll see it like Wayne yeah. Dyer, right? Yeah. What is your take on the well, belief no, part?
1: I'm a big knower. I am like the distinction between knowing something and believing it. Like, I think that the belief in the law of attraction is pretty flimsy knowing it is totally different. You have a completely different energy around it. Believing it is like, yeah, you know, I, I, there's that about it, but knowing something, like, I don't believe there's a door in front of me. I know there's a door in front of me. Right. And I wouldn't tell anybody that I believe there's a door in front of me, unless we were having a very existential conversation around, are we even a real thing? You know, that's something else, (laughs) But, but for the benefit of this conversation, you know what I mean?
0: Yes, totally. What about affirmations and prayer? I know you have that in part of your, one of your tools and one of your books, but you really believe in that. I love, and so do I. So that's why that really is important to me.
1: Well, here's, here's, so that was written a long time ago and I've modified it a bit, but especially around affirmations. And what I would say was prayer is that we were all, I think my position then was, and still is that prayer, we're always in communication. Prayer to me is this communication with the divine, if you will, or whatever. And that you don't ever unplug from that. You're always telling it something about what is. And in my old conversation, obviously, it's the universe. So you're always having a conversation around what is, and the universe is supporting you in that. So if what isn't what you want, you have to have a different conversation around what is. That's my very law of attraction be part of that. Now I have to get back to what your original question was.
0: I know what was it? I was just saying prayer and affirmations. Yes, yes. So
1: affirmations, obviously, repetition is the key for this whole rewiring thing to work, and affirmations are, of course, repetition, uh, repetitious in nature. However, I'm a big proponent of using affirmations in conjunction with release techniques like EFT or whatever, because as you start to say new affirmations to yourself, of course, your wiring is going to kick in Mm -hmm. all the old stuff around. You're not this, you're not that's going to cause all this emotional response, which will slow you down. And EFT at this tapping or these other techniques can basically neutralize that response. You can just get on with it. So, so it just makes affirmations work faster because you're not dealing with all that. And again, it's chemistry. So when you have a negative emotion, a thought that gets triggered or whatever, your brain produces all these chemicals. Now those suckers have to be metabolized. It takes some time. Right. You know, and that's why when you're in the, it's all well and good to hear me say this. And in that moment, you can make a choice. But when you're flooded with the chemicals, mm-hmm. your lens is very affected. Everything about your upset seems absolutely true and justified. And to interrupt that and say, nope, there's no truth to this at all. I'm just making meaning out of that is super hard. But with practice, you can do it. So it starts with that first little, yeah, okay, I'm doing it, but I'm going to go with it I'm going to be with my anger. And then the second time and the third time, and then you just, you get better at it until, like you said, it's an automatic way of being like, I'm not going to speak something that is limiting. And I used to do it all the time. I mean, it was Mm -hmm. just because that was what I learned. You just learn that it's a societal thing. Like, ah, there's whatever. You play things down, but with rewiring, and there's been, since I have taken on this Approach to this since I have looked at it as rewiring and started changing, you know, like really being consistent about pattern interrupts when I would go down a negative road. Mm -hmm. My life is so completely different than it was two years ago. I can't even tell you Uh my happiness level, my peace level, the abundance, every, everything has gotten better because I did it this way. And again, without making any specific claims around how fast it works for people, it's the fastest transformation tool I've put into process, you know, and I've worked with people in group environments forever, but because we're not spending a lot of time with a bunch of, you know, theory and information and education about this, does everybody understand this? And we just get right into starting day one, you are being something else. And they're sharing it and they get points for it and that kind of stuff too. The whole system is sort of gamified. So we're working with the dopamine. We're playing with the fact that we, are, we have chemicals at work here. So we're trying to put everything in there that makes a person just want to keep going. And it's working, which I'm thrilled to say. So it, it can absolutely happen fairly quickly, but you just got to have your attention in the right place.
0: And know. And a knowing. But, Right.
1: Yeah. Well, knowing, knowing that this, see, that's the thing, you know, everybody can know that neuroplasticity is a thing. Everybody can know fairly easily that their brain has the ability to change. Not everybody can just know that the law of attraction is a thing, no matter how much stuff you put in front of them, because it's freaking invisible and they can't measure it in a lab, but this they can. And this is the real stuff anyway, because all of the law of attraction tools and techniques and things you're doing, it's still going to result in one thing that makes the difference and your brain's going to change. Right. So all of it is all about rewiring your brain so that you perceive the world differently, take different action, get different results than you are now.
0: So when you talk about someone, you know, being who they want to be and, you know, they're going to now they're going to start taking action and being this person that they want to be. So they're so clear. They have such clarity. You've created this clarity and this passion in them that they know who they want to be. So they're like going in these like, okay, now I know who I want to be. I'm going to be. You know, like, I know it's probably not comfortable at the beginning, but they're going to keep, you know, pushing past their fear of getting that, you know, one thing done every day. Like, is that what you mean? Like, they have to have these practices that they create or you create those for them? uh,
1: No, it depends because it's really whatever they're up to in life. So I'm saying, you know, I invite people to like, look at one trait that this future you has that you're not that great at and just focus on that one today, for example. Do you cower in a conversation? Do you normally acquiesce when you shouldn't? Or do you get mad at somebody when they make a noise? You know, whatever it is. You just choose one trait. And today I'm going to master that one or I'm going to practice that one. And that's how it happens.
0: Okay, so they're working on like their personality traits more so than they want to become the, you know, the president of the United States or whatever.
1: Yes, very good distinction. It's not the goal-based stuff. Whenever I've done... This type of work before, it's a lot of times it's about, we're going to help you accomplish this particular goal, right? Or get this thing or manifest this thing. And instead, this is a whole teaching you to fish approach, right? So, I mean, before it was like, yes, I'm trying to teach you the law of attraction so that you can manifest anything. But when we get into a coaching thing, there's generally a specific thing that people are after. What I am now teaching people to do is to to gain this skill of being conscious and making different choices so that you can truly become whomever. And get whatever results that person would get rather than focusing on the thing, because boy, everybody gets attached to the car, they get attached to the money and they get attached to all the stuff. And it's just not where the attention should be, even though I know a lot of people say that, but it's the slow way.
0: Yes. Okay. So two years ago, I can't believe it's that where you just started thinking it's going to be this brain. I'm going to focus on the brain rewiring and you see this complete shift in your life. Yeah. I need to know that. I need to understand like before the, before Bob Doyle three years ago was what? I well, need there to were, know there,
1: there are certain things in my life that would trigger, you know, just different things. We all have these people or situations where they're just like, uh, every time this happens, I go this way. And I just didn't like it. And I felt like I couldn't get free from it. And I was just doing all sorts of doing a lot of the, the, the typical work, but I, but there was a lot of, in almost all those cases, I had a ton of story around it. You know, a lot of like I was invested in this being true, but it was limiting and it didn't, it was completely disempowering, but it felt because I was so, I was at the mercy of my wiring and I didn't even notice, I didn't get it. That's what I'm saying. The distinction from going to noticing that I'm running a program, know I knew it on some level, but again, when you're in it, you don't, none of that's there. You're not thinking like that. You're just in the emotion of it. But now it's like, if I'm just running this program, I can literally make a different choice on how I feel. And it may not change the external situation, but at least I feel better. Why would I choose to go down this road? Because feeling that way isn't doing anything. It's disempowering me. Sometimes it takes me out of the game for a couple of days, whatever. Right. And so then it just became, and it didn't happen overnight, mind you. It's a process. But I was very committed to being free from that. And so I would try it on. I'm not going to let this bother me. I'm not going to let this bother me. And so little by little, it went from being like two or three days out of the game to two or three hours to two or three minutes to now. It's just like the, that same trigger is like, well, there's the thing, but
0: right. there's
1: no trigger. And since, and you know, because it's so personal, I'm not going tell you everything about it, but I can tell you that this particular one that I'm talking about, when I made that shift, because there was so much tied up into it, so much story that I was committed to, st- when I let go of that one thing, that's when almost everything else in my life opened up.
0: Huh. Yeah, I love that. What was there? So two years ago, did you come into, like, wake up in the middle of the night, have a meditation, and you're like, hey, I'm going to work on the brain now. I no. think that's going to be the difference.
1: No. And it's interesting how I made that switch. It was, I actually reread The Science of Getting Rich, which was written, you know, a hundred years yeah, ago. Yeah, and
0: that's on your, that's all over your name yeah. stuff. That's your big book, right? That you...
1: Yes, it's my... F- because I returned to it because 20 years ago, it was part of my, the wealth beyond reason program. It was public domain. Anybody could include it in a program. And I knew it was a classic. I read it. I skimmed it. And I was like, okay, I get it. And I put it in the book and I didn't read it again for 20 years. And then a couple of years ago, I read it again. And I think because of how I've been teaching it. And of course, everything I've learned and all the various layers of distinction, the simplicity of it was just even more profound. And I was like, this is all people really need to know. But Now, there's no conversation around brain wiring or neuroplasticity or any of that, but it was very clear on the consistency of being, of who you're being. And one of my biggest takeaways is that, you know, you just don't have the luxury of dwelling in negative thinking, which is what I used to do, right? I'd get into it and feel justified in doing it. And a lot of people do. So that, and then I think I, because I also, you know, Joe Dispenza fan, and I'm certainly aware of brain and wiring and programming and all that, but it just wasn't, I didn't have an integrated You know, the way that I have it now, I didn't have it all pieced together in my mind. But after that, it was like, I don't know. I guess there was just a little light bulb moment that connected the basic foundational principles in that 100 year old book to exactly what we're talking about. Because again, everything he talks about in that book, when you do it that way, that certain way, which is the terminology he uses, when you think in a certain way, act in a certain way, the net result is the world will respond differently. So, of course, you will get different results and your brain. Now he did not say this part, but you, but who you're being changes. And that only happens because your brain changes.
0: Right. If it's so going to now, be terminal. So, which is the reason why, like the more it's like the, we talked early about the muscle, but the more you are acknowledging, oh, here I go again, that story, I keep telling myself, okay, then the next time, oh, I'm not going to tell that story. Like it just keeps evolving into, and then you're, it's your brain doing that. So you're recognizing this transformation in your narrow trust. Plasticity or whatever that is, right? Right. Yeah, that's what you're doing. You're changing that
1: because the wonderful thing is. So here's in essence the skill set that I'm teaching is you know making that choice is you're learning to become the observer. You're actually moving into pure awareness. It's actually a pretty profound thing you're doing when you can stop yourself in a moment of emotion and take a step back and observe it third person. Yes. And if you want to get a taste for, this is the best way I can explain it, but when this awareness is really like your essence. It's just this pure consciousness that is you, that has always been you. And I know this sounds super, now we're getting into almost a woo-woo conversation. But if you think back around, like when I think back, I should just use me as an example and you can tell me if you agree. But when I think back at earliest childhood memories, like three and four years old and stuff like that, you know, if they're freeze frames, they're short little snippets, but I'm observing them not as a child, And not really as an adult. I'm just observing them. That's sort of a. I mean, there might be a little emotional, you know, memory associated with it, but this awareness is ageless. Yes,
0: you know, that's a great way to say that. Yes,
1: it's ageless, and the purest sense of it is also without judgment. Mm -hmm. If you're remembering a memory and you're getting all pissed off about it, now that's different. That's not. You're not in that state of awareness that I'm talking about. You're just remembering stuff and triggering old chemicals and stuff. But when you can get into that awareness feeling in the moment as an adult right now, it's really profound because oh,
0: powerful.
1: Yeah. And it's just a decision about I'm not I'm just going to disconnect, which takes practice and time and all of that to be able to do it. But I am seeing people of all ages. I have people in their 70s in this in my group who are still able to now, And it was slow for them. They're like, I don't think I'm seeing this, but then I'm getting this, I'm seeing this pattern. I'm seeing this, it is happening, Yes, you know, and they get to make other choices. So it's just never too late to get in there and improve the quality of your life. I mean, at bottom line, that's what we're doing. It's about making this experience of your life. Awesome. As awesome as possible. So it feels good more than it feels bad. Right. If it feels bad more than it feels good right now, it's because the action that you are consistently taking for whatever your reasons are getting you the results that are keeping you there. So to be able to take consistent actions on an ongoing basis that are going to get you different results, you literally have to change who you're being. Anybody can do something for a short amount of time and not change their fundamentals. But at, at a point, they're going to either need to change to continue to do it, certainly if they're going to enjoy it, or they're going to go back to their old way. So this commitment to being something else rather than just doing something or getting something is the difference.
0: You know, when I think of lately, (laughs) I have my 14 and 12 year old girls and it's like the, when you were raising kids, if someone messed with your kid, well, don't mess with my, you know, I'm going to, I'll show you, right. that just this natural instinct that just kicks in and, you know, I'm doing all this work. I'm doing what you're talking about. I didn't know I was doing what you're talking about, but I really try to be the observer. I always tell the girls, pretend there's a bird on your shoulder or you're the bird and you're just observing. You know, we we don't interact, we don't judge, we love and we just observe. We don't, con- you know, all that stuff. Well, I get, tr- I, it's like learning and then go, oh, something happened here. And I got, re- I reacted and I didn't react yet, but I held, I really realized, I go, oh my gosh. The minute I realized That I reacted and I had this thing in my body all day. I was ready to fight. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then the minute I said, Wait, that is not, has nothing to do with me. That is her thing. What am I doing? Like, so all of a sudden, I realize it. I don't have to do anything about it. It's her life and her. I love her. It is, she is on this journey to learn her lessons. Mm -hmm. My whole entire chemistry in my body changed. I felt lighter. I felt this release of. Like why you know to live in that place where you're just fighting and you know want to judge and the you know I'm gonna get you (laughs) you know and doing that and then showing Paige that like look because I started doing it where oh don't mess with me I'm ready to text their mom and all these things I'm ready to go
1: yeah
0: but to catch yourself and to realize what you're doing like what how it affects your body that's a trigger for me now to know when I do feel that I'm not in my awareness and my Oneness. (laughs)
1: If more people could just get that simple skill, I mean, that's a huge, that's an incredible skill set, right, that you've developed. But here's what's most impressive to me, and you've mentioned, you know, your girls a couple of times, because, you know, I, I would get asked all the time back in the day, how do we teach this to our children? And there's only one answer, and that is that you freaking live it. Yeah, totally. Why showing them the secret is not going to do anything if you're not living it. Mm -mm. And you can, whatever, you can buy them programs all day long. It's going to be the rare exception. You are the example. So you have to, you live it and you're doing that. And you've got these. And and so now what's happening, it's 15, 16 years later or whatever it is, it's a long time. And I'm getting interviewed by kids now who are so freaking conscious because Uh they were raised this with these principles. I've got people interviewing me telling me they were, that grew up on the secret, which super makes me feel old. But oh, at the funny, same right? time, it's like now we're seeing the fruits of all of that. We're seeing a generation of, of kids who are conscious and plugged in right. and are thinking more like this. But as you mentioned, they're not all like that. And no. when, you know, kids like that, you know, they got their share of challenges out there with their peers who are completely unconscious, you know, if they've got their, you know, it's just typical stuff, typical teenagers going right. through their typical teenage stuff, which so much of it is we just, we're, we learn we're supposed to be that way. And oh, you find these extraordinary teenagers who clearly are playing by different rules just because they have different wiring. So, you know, what you're doing is what more parents should be doing is showing them possibility, teaching them the, the, that they don't have to respond this, just this way just because that's how they do it on the Disney channel.
0: Exactly. You know, it's like
1: it literally like getting them conscious and, and in control. And it's when you're around a kid like that, and there are more of them now, it's such an extraordinary thing. Now, I've had the privilege to meet a handful of these people. And like when I lived in California, we go to events and there's always one or two of these kids who are just like such old souls, it seems.
0: Yes, totally. Those are the ones that are attractive. That's so funny. Yes.
1: But I think that that old soul, I mean, you know, again, that's outside of my domain, but I think that if there is such a thing as an old soul, that wiring makes them receptive to that. Yes, And perhaps we all are, right? We all are, we all could develop amazing intuitive abilities, dare I say, psychic abilities, or, you know, just different things that we see other people have. We're all human. We all got the brain, but they got some wiring. And right. some genetics, whatever here and there, but I mean, for the most part, we could all be doing much better.
0: Yes, you know it's interesting. So in my first, I have eight weeks, but the first week is teaching these children a morning routine. Okay, I'm all about the morning routine and the evening routine, and so you get the kids. I've just started last. What? Yeah, this week, and I had my whole group. We, it's a one-on-one thing, so I'm teaching them all the, how to do this morning routine. The next day, it's like they complete. The energy is like night and day and the mom's like whatever they said that you or so and so said that you learned a morning they learned a morning routine and I could tell the way they walked downstairs, the breakfast was different, our whole energy in our house was different, like they had an intention for the day. They knew they had purpose. And it was like when I said, do you I know you haven't had a morning routine, I asked, you know, I usually ask what do you do when you wake up? That kind of thing. And I said, now you're gonna have strategy. There's gonna be something, you're gonna have a plan. And they're like, oh, I love that. I want to have structure. I want to know that I get to, instead of just wake up and take a shower and go down and have my breakfast, that there is things to do. I do have to say my I am statements in the mirror. And I do get to sit, think of the gratitude and all these things. And then their whole in a day, just learning that one little thing, you know, and you see they're so receptive. And it is this old soul, almost that feeling where I know the ones that come to me are led to me from that. It's all this, like these kids that are so ready.
1: I think what's key there is that they are at that younger age, they can be so receptive. And as adults, sometimes, you know, we think about like morning routines and I am statements and we roll our eyes, you know, Oh, that's just this goofy stuff. Cause that's what we're wired to think. That's what we have been programmed to think that all of that is nonsense, et cetera, or whatever, but, or it's too woo woo. But again, we just go right down to the most basic brain science and so obviously the the sooner in life you can instill these principles, it's just going to be natural to them. Right. It's not uh, going to be something they have to deal with later as an adult and go, oh, my stuff, I got to work out.
0: Yeah, you know? they're not going to be at the seminar crying. Oh, my gosh, all these limiting beliefs. I've believed right. my whole life and I'm, I've been ruined for the I've wasted these years. And yeah. now finally, the aha moment, the light bulb went off and I'm thirty eight. 40 years old or whatever. And but the wiring is really that. in
1: place then. And it's yes. so, it, you know, you do have a little bit of your work cut out for you. So, you know, it's about, you know, in terms of me doing it, it's like, how do we make this as fun as possible? You know, even though we know it's going to be kind of, it can be confronting at times and you're going to get up against your wiring. And so that's where any of my broadcast or whatever comes in, just trying to infuse this process with personality because people even early, in the early days when they would buy the first Wealth Beyond Reason program, and they'd write to me and they say, I'm really serious about this. I'm going to work really hard on this. And I'm like, let's change the energy around this. Because if you work hard, if you get this, if you're going through this process with this energy of it's hard and I'm going to work hard on it, and it's just not going to be fun. It, it should be fun. I mean, ideally, I think you want to create a version of yourself that enjoys your life and, and it's life and it feels light and, and playful and fun. And that to maintain the life you want doesn't involve heads down, hard work and, you know, feeling stressed all the time. So don't approach the transformation that way.
0: No. Oh, I know. I, you know, it's, well, this, I make it fun for them because I think especially for kids, if it's not fun, what what am I doing? I'm going to be on another zoom call. And I've been on zoom all day with school and all this, like this better be worth my sitting here for an hour with Ashley. But, you know, I think even, you know, you know that the kids are grown, you know, up to seven years old and, you know, they've been programmed. And so you think, okay, if there's only like a few years between the seven and eight year old to the 14 year old mm-hmm. of time where they've really set those, you know, those beliefs and in, into con- cement, you know, I have a little bit of room there to like make it to to help them see that those beliefs are just the things that you think are true that you've seen your whole life and they aren't. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, but if they work for you, it doesn't make any difference. You know, it's like whatever thoughts you have, whether it's somebody else, whether anybody else would agree that it's the truth or any of it, it just doesn't matter. Are you having the life experience you want? I mean, that's the bottom that's, line.
0: That's the winning answer. The winning question. Are you having the life of your dreams? Are you living in your purpose and your passion and your, and your oneness? Right? Yeah.
1: Because it is possible to truly wake up and just really look forward to the day. It's possible to have a career you love. It's possible to have all that stuff. But depending on your starting point, wherever you are right now, first of all, you just know you probably got there on autopilot and you are no doubt doing the very best you could with the information you had. But the good news is this, no matter what thoughts you've been telling yourself that have kept you doing whatever you're doing to keep you where you're not that happy, you can tell yourself different thoughts starting this moment. And just realize that they're going to seem weird and it's going to be uncomfortable. And there's a real obvious scientific reason for that. And you can just observe it. Mm-hmm. You can just observe it and not go, oh, no, it's not going to work. This is going to take forever. You know, it's like turning off the emotional response around it and just say, I'm going to just keep doing this until I start thinking differently habitually. It, it can all change. Because that's just how our brain works. But you have to, all you have to do is just send it new consistent stuff. But that is the hard part because the old wiring almost always kicks in.
0: Yes, we're coming to the hour and I appreciate you. And I want to talk about your what your program you're doing right now, your free masterclass, all that so stuff. So here,
1: here's what I'd really love people to do the most is to take that transformation personality type quiz because that is free. It takes a minute. They get their results instantly. And then when they do, they're going to get some advice, if you will, about because these types, there's nothing inherently wrong with them, but each one of them has some little nuance that will often stop somebody from finishing, from finishing, from completing the transformation process, from letting the rewire process complete. And so when you are aware that this is your type, as I was saying earlier, you can be on the lookout for it. So you go, oh, yep, I'm totally just acting on autopilot right now. This is my wiring. I don't have to respond this way. How would I rather be? It's a great tool for helping you speed up the process of defining that person. You want to be in recognizing the ways of being that you're having right now that are keeping you where you are that you don't necessarily want to be. And so if I can give that URL, they can go to that. And then from there, they're going to get just a ton of information around this topic Around rewiring, but it's all practical, it's things you can do. And then you'll learn about the Boundless Living Challenge, which is what I'm actively doing now. It's open all the time. It's a 45-day period of time that people commit to rewiring themselves. So it's a it's a combination of, you know, daily, like I said, everything is daily. They have daily activities they do, they hear from me daily. There's topics that we discuss every day in short little videos. And then they have those exercises that keep them in the conversation throughout the course of their day instead of once a week or whatever. And then there's the community support and all of that. So that's ideally where I'd like people to really, if they're really, if they want to do a transformation process and have all those things that I was just talking about, the support and the tools and all that, the challenge is the way to go. But it starts with the quiz, okay. defining, de- figuring out exactly where you land in that spectrum.
0: And what, where are they going to, for, for that quiz?
1: So it's tptquiz.com for transformation personality type quiz.com, tptquiz.com. And like I said, it's like eight questions or whatever, but we'll very quickly determine that you'll get the answers immediately in a video to watch and some, basically some actionable items.
0: Okay. And that will be in the show notes. So everybody, you don't need to write it down. And then for Instagram, Facebook, you're all over the place.
1: I am very easy to find. but the So on Instagram, I basically have two channels and they're very different from each other. So this conversation is covered in Bob Doyle from The Secret. That is my Instagram ID where I go live three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for about 10 to 15 minutes, 9 a.m. Pacific. And we talk about some aspect of what we've just been talking about. And those are all archived on the IGTV channel there. So you can go follow me over there on Instagram and check out a whole bunch of stuff and get up to speed on all this conversation.
0: Nice. And then Facebook same thing.
1: Facebook is just search for Bob Doyle there's many places to find okay,
0: me. Fine. Um, oh, thank you Bob. I could be here all day. Thank you for the your words of wisdom and your presence here
1: on the show pleasure. and all
0: the tools that you gave to all the listeners. I'm so grateful. Thank you.
1: My pleasure. I just hope that it just if even just one person says okay today I'm going to be aware of my automatic response and maybe see if I can choose something different. I mean, that's the beginning of it and anybody can do it.
0: Yes. I love that. It's just the doing it and the yeah. being that person that's going to say, I'm all in and I'm going to do this. I'm determined. I'm focused,
1: right? When you know, you know, your why, which we didn't even talk about. Yeah, before. I
0: know. And I'm it's all about that. that too. I would have loved
1: no. to have talked about that. Such, a, But it's such an obvious, I guess, because we talk about it all the time. Clearly you want to know why you want to be this person. But with the strong enough why, then you go through this because you know you'll get there as long as you don't quit.
0: Right. Exactly. All right. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget, always look for the
1: magic.